Dave's turning 40. He's turning 40. He used to run for miles. He used to ride his bike. He used to wake up with a smile and go to bed at night with a dream. But now he's turning 40. Dave's turning 40. He's turning 40. And now his stupid friends are having stupid children. His stupid friends are having stupid children. His stupid friends are having stupid children. Stupid fucking ugly boring children. <laughs> Big happy birthday to the past guest and friend of the show, Dave Webster. Woo! Dave Webster turned 40, not today, over the last couple of days, and he's having his 40th. Pints with the lads and paddies tonight. Looking forward to that. Big shout out to Dave. Because Dave is having a 40th, and Dave is a good friend of mine, and I'll be turning 40 in the next couple of years, I was kind of thinking to myself, like, would I have a 40th? A and I got to, would I have a... And inside of my head, I went, no. <laughs> Not a fucking chance of 40. No fucking way. A big party all for me? No. No. No fucking. Not a chance. Now, that doesn't mean that you're narcissistic or fucking self-obsessed to have, you know, a 21st or a 40th or 30th or 60th or birthday celebration. It just wouldn't be for me because I'd be a lot more introverted than Dave. And... I'm going to try and tie in as much kind of personality into this as I can. And integration is another thing I want to talk about. But sticking with personality and how how we're all very different. Now, we're all largely the same. Like, the reason that myself and Dave get on so well is because we're largely the same. We have very, very, very similar outlooks on life in a 101 different ways. But if we are exactly the same, that tends to become a bit boring, a bit stale. It's it's a bit samey, it's a bit monotonous. What you want, ideally, with a friendship and a, like an intimate relationship as well, you want some sort of, not aggro and not tension and not conflict per se, but you want, you want somebody to contend with. And there should be an adversarial element to any good relationship, whether it's just a, a personal friend thing or an intimate one like myself and Dave. <laughs> Sorry, babe. But the idea being that you don't want too much of the same thing because there's no, I don't know, there's, there's, there's something lacking in it all being the same. You want your difference. Our differences are there to be celebrated. And you can look at this, you can zoom way back out here and look at it in terms of a broader society. There seems to be a push to, to kind of equalize everything and everyone all the time. That we're all the same, this deep down under, it's just the colour of our skin and it's just the nationality that we're from. And it's just, it's just, all these differences are, they're to be ironed out. And I, I, I don't like that idea at all. I think our differences are to be cherished and to be saved, if anything. Now, discrimination does happen. But discrimination, as far as I'm concerned, gets a bit of a bad rap because we discriminate against things all the time. Like, if you're in an intimate relationship with your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever it is, you discriminated against all the other people that you could have been with. 
when you have a better example, I suppose, or a more explicit example is a, a job interview. When you go for a job interview, let's say you're the interviewer, you get in 200 CVs, you filter it down to maybe 50 applicants and you see fucking 20 of them and then the best one you get. And the one you keep is the only one you didn't discriminate against. You discriminated against absolutely everybody else. And it's just a it's just a normal part of life discrimination. But it has there's a negative connotation associated with it. We hear discrimination and knee jerk is oh that's bad. You should never discriminate against anything or anybody, especially anybody ever. But that's not the case because as I said, we discriminate against people all the time. Whenever you make a choice you discriminated against the things that you don't choose. And that can be fucking tough. Because I remember being one of the last guys picked for the football team in school. And that fucking sucks. And if you're reliably discriminated against because maybe you're too short for basketball or you're not strong enough for rugby or you're too slow for soccer or whatever it is, like, that fucking stings. But we can't all be fast and tall and strong. And if we were... You're still, there's still going to be a hierarchy. There's still going to be levels. There's still going to be the strongest. So if you take a first year class of students, say, fellas, let's say, just sticking with the soccer analogy, or rugby is probably a better one, and you do a strength training exercise with them, you can test all their strengths. You can test all their abilities. You can test their speed and their reaction times, and you can train them to be better. So you could probably bring the weakest person up to the same level as the highest person. So the, the weakest, slowest person on a in a given class of young men, let's say 13 or 14 year olds, with a bit of training, strength training and speed training and all the rest of it, you could probably bring the lowest person up as near as makes no difference to the highest person. Broad sweeping generalization alert. This is just a thought experiment. But... The guy who was the strongest and the fastest and the fittest and all the rest of it, with the same amount of kind of time and effort put into him, he's going to be stronger and faster again. So there's never any real leveling out of the playing field. Now, you can level out opportunity. Everybody should get a chance. And everybody should get a fair chance. And everybody should get a fucking half-decent crack at the whip. And if you fail the first time, there should be a, a wave whereby... You can try again and try again and, and do what you can to improve. But the fact remains, as I see it at least, there's always going to be differences. And you're better off appreciating what your strengths are, basically. Because if you live in a world whereby you need to be really extroverted. So I'm going to explain this or strive to explain this by way of analogy. I used to be a rep on the road, a sales rep which meant that I had to go around the country knocking on doors, talking to people, talking to business owners, and essentially trying to get them to buy whatever shit I was flogging at the time. And that suits an extroverted person. And I'm not, like, extroversion wouldn't be my defining characteristic. In, introversion wouldn't be my defining characteristic either. Either, But I'm certainly weighted more on the introverted side of things than the extroverted side of things. My defining characteristic would probably be openness, which is, what is it? Being an open person is, you have an interest in novelty. That's one way of looking at it. So I love new things. I love different things. And I love doing things different ways. So anything that's novel, anything that's different, anything that's quirky, I'm all over that kind of shit. 
if it's kind of the same kind of stuff, not so much. But anyway, I digress. When I was on the road, being a sales rep, there's a there's a weird mix of extroversion and introversion which is needed. And before I continue, just to define my terms a little bit, extroversion I think is best defined as by... If you're an extroverted person, it means that you get energised by being in the company of other people. And if you're introverted, you get drained from being in the company of other people. Which means extroverted people always want to be around other people, because that's where they get their buzz from. But introverted people would far sooner be by themselves, at least for a certain percentage of the time. Because being with other people, it just drains them. And if you can't be perpetually drained, because when you're perpetually drained, you burned out. You will get burned out, become burnt out. But there's an interesting mix of introversion and extroversion that's needed for a job on the road. Because when you knock on that door and you walk into an office and you meet the guy, you need to be mixed, Mr. Extrovert, Mr. Fucking, hunt the boys and hook the lads, hey ho who. And you need to be engaged and you need to be, you need to be who you need to be in that moment for that person. That's the real key for sales to me, but I don't want to get too bogged down into the sales end of things. But you need to be a people person. An introvert is no good walking in and talking to people, especially if they don't know them because they're just they're not that they're not wired that way. Now, the flip side of this is as a rep, you're going to be talking to different people all the time and you need to build relationships, so you need to be an extroverted person, you might think. But you also spend an incredible amount of time on your own. Because in between driving around the country to your different customers, you're by yourself, you're on your Tobra. And then, especially if you're on the road and you're staying away. So back in the day, during the Celtic Tiger days, I was a sales rep for a company that supplied kitchen manufacturers with components. So handles, hinges, screws, bits and pieces, things like that. A massive industry in and of itself. My target for the five or six counties I had was something like a hundred grand a month. Like insane stuff. Like a hundred grand a month over six counties, not including Dublin or Mead or any of the, the big fucking ones around Dublin, to be honest. Mine were mostly over in the West. A hundred grand a month in bits and pieces for fucking kitchen manufacturers. Madness. But anyway, as I said, I was working predominantly in the West of Ireland. I covered Galway and Mayo were two of my bigger accounts. And because I was working over there, I'd stay over there. So two weeks out of the month, I was staying in hotels in Galway and Mayo. And that meant for two weeks of the month, I was by myself a lot. Like realistically in a day, you're only going to be talking to customers face to face and on the phone for what's an eight hour workday for most people there, thereabouts. So I don't know, maybe two or three hours of actually engaged, making eye contact with somebody, talking to them. The rest of the time you're, you're driving from A to B. Every other second of that week, let's say, that you're covering Mayo and the week that you're covering Galway, you're in the hotel in the evening by yourself. You've your evening to yourself, you've your lunch by yourself, you've, you're, you're spending an incredible amount of time alone, basically. Which, you know, didn't bother me in the least, but only because I'm relatively introvert. And even in my own business now, like I have four tunnels buried away in Castletown, County Meath, and nobody ever comes near me, ever. I'm down here by myself. I had lads working with me before COVID. I don't have lads working with me now. I'm hoping to get a lad sooner rather than later because I'm out the doors. Thank God, long may I continue. But I spend an incredible amount of time by myself down here. Now, it's far too much time. And it's 
I suppose one reason why I fucking lit the fire under getting the podcast going because there's a catharticness to talking extra extemporaneously. There we go. Like I am. It's it's as though I'm talking to somebody else. And I am effectively talking to somebody else. I'm talking to you, you mad cunt. As I've said before, I'm mad for doing it. You're mad for listening. But to circle this back round to Dave Webster, past guest in front of the show, who's turning 40. Me and Dave set up our businesses at about the same time. They're there about seven years ago. And it's great because we've kind of, we've sh- that's something that we've shared throughout our lives. Like we've, we've shared starting businesses and we've shared starting families. And that aligns our lives. So our two daughters are as near as makes no difference, the same age. As I record this, they're both doing gymnastics together, for example. And like they'll make their debs together. They'll start college together. They'll, you know, graduate together. They'll go on holidays after the leaving cert or the junior cert together. They'll do their exams together to a large degree. And that will effectively align mine and Dave's lives all the more than they've already been alive, aligned purely because of our, you know, What's the word? Attraction, for want of a better term. Whatever has attracted us together initially and whatever has kind of kept us together as friends, that's only going to be amplified by the fact that A, our kids are the same age and B, our kids get on, which is fucking great. But in relation to our businesses, Dave owns and runs the East Coast of Ireland's best cycle and run shop, Spun Cycles. Johnstown Nav and check it out. Use the code word off the lead for a 75% discount. Dave's job is a very, very, very much so customer-facing job. So in a 40-hour work week these days for me, I will speak to exactly maybe three people. The guy delivering the oil, the guy delivering the boxes, and the forklift drivers when I'm delivering my produce. Aside from that, I don't see or speak to anybody from one end of the week to the next. And it's not just the way I like it. I'd like to have fucking lads down here working with me and having a bit of fucking crack and a bit of banter. But I don't have that at the moment, and I will have it, and whatever. But I wouldn't have lasted seven years doing what Dave has done. Because I'm not, I, I, I don't need to speak to fucking 50 or 100 people every day. I don't, and it's worse than that. It's the amount of small talk that I would imagine is involved in that role. Or even the, 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 the endlessness of getting to know somebody. Perpetually, continuously, all the fucking time. Someone walks in and is like, oh, hi, how are you getting on? How, how can I help you? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I can do that. But I don't think I could do it repeatedly over a long period of time. Dave can, but Dave's a lot more extroverted than me. And that's why he's having a 40th. And it's why I'm not going to have a 40th. And it's why Dave wouldn't last a wet week down in my place, because he'd be probably driven demented by the fact that he's not getting to be who he is, which is a person who likes to interact with people. Not all the time, because I'm sure Dave, like Dave does Ironman, and as part of Ironman training, solitude, it just comes with the territory. You have to be able to get your ass out the door all by yourself and go for a 45 million mile cycle every fucking two days or whatever ridiculousness is involved in Ironman training another podcast but the point I suppose is that although Dave does have an introverted side to him as we all do no matter how extroverted you are you have a bit of 
introversion in you and no matter how introverted you are you have a bit of extroversion in you and if you don't if you're completely on one side of the spectrum on the whole introversion extroversion thing as far as i'm concerned that's that's an imbalance that's something that you need to work at and something that i need to work at at the minute is increasing my exposure to other people because it's not psychologically healthy to be on your own all the time especially if you have you know a relatively high extroverted streak in you now i'm probably 70 30 in favor of introversion but that 30 percent needn't be neglected because if it is i'll suffer psychologically because your personality the type of person that you are the type of person that you have become or are becoming shouldn't be at odds with your life your personality shouldn't be at odds with your life on that note i'll catch you tomorrow